Misses the throw, pocket collapses, he backpedals, pumps once, sidesteps the tackler, runs to the right, 15th, pumps, fires, end zone, caught, touchdown! Don't forget about the Ravens. This is a team that has Lamar Jackson Great. going into a big season contract-wise and a bunch of guys who want to prove that last year was an aberration. It was not what they are. Um, I really only got one message right now for all the questions, you know what I'm saying? So every question is going to come after this as respectfully as I can say as possible. Just watch how we bounce back. That's all I got to say. I hit the booth and I just went super saying I run with the purple like I play with the Ravens. These bitches ran a Raven. Hope I never have to go back watching. Everybody loves Raymond eating Raymond. Nigga, this paradise. Life's a fucking paradox at paradise. If they not rolling with you, then they parasites. Nigga, I had that vision. It was clear in sight. Nigga, shine down. Hey, what's happening, guys? It is Kyle here with another episode of Ravens Universe doing the Ravens-Browns recap. Fresh off the win. It's only been about 10 minutes, so got everything fresh in my mind. First off, I want to say uh, apologize for not having a recap of this game this week. I ended up starting a new job this past week, kind of sooner than I thought I would have to. And uh, my whole schedule and routine got kind of thrown off getting into this new job and figuring out a new routine. So I'll get uh, kind of... I think I'm starting to get things figured out, so get back to these recaps and game previews here this coming week. But let's talk about Ravens-Browns, another down-to-the-wire game. Let's go into the box scores. All right, so overall stats for this game, we got the Browns with 26 minutes time of possession to the Ravens 34. First downs, Browns had 17, we had 16. Total yards, Browns had 336, we had 254. Passing yards, 223 for the Browns to our 94. Absolutely terrible. Rushing yards, they had 113. We had 160. They had six penalties. We had three. Total plays, 56 for the Browns, 63 for the Ravens. Yards per play, Browns had six yards per play. We had four. Total turnovers, Browns had two. We had one. Let's go to the box score. Was not, hey, I mean, what's the classic Ravens? phrase it wasn't pretty it wasn't perfect but it was us unfortunately that was us that is our team that's what we have come accustomed to and I don't see anything changing here in the near future as far as that goes but anyway Ravens box score Lamar six com nine completions for 16 out of 16 attempts 56 percent completion percentage 120 yards passing for an 87 QBR. So actually not terrible, but just not much success passing the ball today. Rushing, big shout out to Gus Edwards. We finally have somebody that rushed more than Lamar. I know we did last week, but I'm just saying it's nice to see that for once. Gus Edwards with 66 yards and two touchdowns. Welcome back, Gus the Bus. Huge I was really pumped to have him. I didn't think that he would... I figured he'd be on snap count like they did for J.K., but he must be 100% ready to go because he looked good today. He had 16 uh, attempts. Once again, 66 yards, averaging 4.1 yards a carry, so pretty damn good. And scoring two tutties in his return since 2020. So shout to Gus. Love seeing that. Lamar had 59 rushing yards. Justice Hill had 26 on five carries, Kenyon Drake had 11 carries for five yards. It seemed like whenever he came in, our O-line just shit the bed. And 
he was getting tackled in the backfield almost every carry. Mark Andrews with one carry for four yards. We'll talk about that. That was on a crucial fourth down. Or maybe a third down. Either way, we'll get into it. Receiving our, our leading receiver. Or sorry, there were two actually tied. But Devin DuVernay. Two catches for 42 yards. Uh, one of them being for 31 yards. So bulk of his play, bulk of his receiving yards coming on one play. Which was the first series, I believe. Rashard Bateman had four catches for 42 yards. Patrick Ricard had two catches for 20 yards. And Isaiah Likely had one catch for 16 yards. So, notice I said nothing about Mark Andrews. He had zero receptions for zero yards. I think he was only targeted twice. Tough day for Mark, but they bottled him up. Props to the Browns' defense. Let's see on defense, who's our leading tackler? We had Geno Stone with seven. We had Patrick Queen with seven, who actually had a very good game. Clayus Campbell with a forced fumble. Geno Stone with a forced fumble, which was the last play of the game. Justice Houston with a forced fumble. Clayus had a sack. Kyle Hamilton had a sack on that nice safety blitz. Justin Houston had two sacks coming, on back, coming off back-to-back plays with a sack. Justin Tucker, three attempts, three completions, long of 55. 100% kicking completion, of course. He is goaded. Jordan Stout had a phenomenal game punting. He had three punts for an average of 60 yards with a long of 69. Unreal. And then Devin DuVernay with the lone punt return for 46 yards. Let's look into the Browns box score. Jacoby Brissett. Played pretty well, honestly. 22 completions out of 27 attempts. 81% completion uh, percentage. He passed for 258 yards. Had a QBR of 117. Nick Chubb had 91 yards and a touchdown. Averaging 5.7 a carry. Then that was really it. Jacoby Brissett had three carries for 18 yards. Blah, blah, blah. blah. Cream Hunt only had four yards on five attempts. Receiving, Amari Cooper had 74 yards off three catches. David Njuku, who had a really efficient game, had seven catches for 71 yards. Donovan Peoples-Jones had six catches for 71 yards, and then the rest are just kind of dump-offs to running backs. For their defense, Martin Emerson Jr. had a sack. Miles Garrett had a sack. Tavon or Taven Bryant had a sack. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu-Kormora, uh, the second-year man, he had a forced fumble which was on that Justice Hill play. And then, let's see, Jacob Phillips, it looks like, was their leading tackler. Yep. Okay, so let's go into this. So quarter one, the Browns received the ball. On that drive, they did pretty well, just having a pretty methodical drive going up the field. They end up converting on a fourth and one with the QB sneak which got them to the Baltimore 8-yard line. And then about two plays later, Nick Chubb scores on a run to bring them to seven, uh, to bring them up 7 nothing. Baltimore's first possession, they go three straight runs to Gus, uh, resulting in a first down. I think it was a couple yards, couple yards, couple yards. So Gus came in hot and efficient. And then we go to Duvernay had a nice 32-yard catch on that same drive. We get to a third and three. In the red zone, 
It ends up being a pretty bad play call, in my opinion. Lamar, it almost looked like a broken play. Lamar ends up rolling out to the opposite side and ends up just throwing it away. Nothing was there. And then Justin Tucker hits a 32-yard field goal to bring the score to 7-3. to Cleveland then gets the, grabs, gets the ball on that position. On that possession, they end up having a on first down, I believe. So Cleveland going to this game, they ran the ball on first down like 90% of the time, something like that. It might even be 92% of the time from what I had seen. So that left open a very good play action, which ended up being a 55-yard completion on first down. Then Baltimore... Ends up getting a big sack on third and five where Hamilton came off the edge. Actually blitzed both Hamilton and Geno Stone, I believe. So it's kind of odd and risky blitzing two safeties at the same time. But it ended up working out in our favor. So that ended up holding Cleveland to a field goal to bring the score to 10-3 to Cleveland. On the next drive, pretty bad drive, Lamar ends up throwing the ball. And it would look like he kind of got a horse collar, but that wasn't called. Um, then he's sacked on the next play. And then that brings us to the end of the third quarter. Lamar and Baltimore have a third and 17 starting the second quarter. I'm sorry, the end of the first quarter. So start of the second quarter, it's um, third and 17. And then we end up not converting. And then comes the enormous punt by Jordan Stout of 69 yards. Thing was a freaking bomb, dude. He, just a complete piss missile. And then... Uh, Baltimore, oh, so here we go. So then uh, I believe Cleveland gets the ball at the like, four-yard line, maybe a little bit further up than that. But Patrick Queen comes through on a beautiful blitz and tackles Cream Hunt for a tackle for, for loss. And then he ends up doing it again, which then brings them to uh, punt the ball. Baltimore, which you think, hey, Big punt by Jordan Stout, a little momentum there, pins him down, completely changes um, the amount of yards that, that Cleveland had to do uh, to drive up the field. Quick three and out on two big plays by Queen. We got momentum going, and then Baltimore goes three and out and have to punt. Or actually, no, no, we catch the punt. This is Duvernay, sorry, I apologize. This is Duvernay's big punt, um, 46-yard punt return. So we end up getting the ball on the 21 and go three and out. So despite a beautiful punt that switches the side of the field for Cleveland, great defensive stand on the opposite goal line to give us good field position, Devin DuVernay gets a 46-yard punt return to get us to the um, Cleveland's 21-yard line, and then we go three and out. Tucker hits a 34-yard field goal to bring the game to 10-6. Baltimore ends up getting the ball later on. Cleveland doesn't do much with the next possession. Baltimore gets the ball later on in the quarter, and they convert a big third and 10 to Bateman. Bateman had a decent game. Um, not a lot going on, obviously, with the passing game, but you know, he, I think he caught four catches is what I think I saw, and he had one drop later in the game. But And then we later uh, in that drive convert on a third and six run with Lamar. Uh, Ravens finally putting, that, putting together their first decent drive of the game. Uh, Lamar ends up scrambling for first down, getting Baltimore to first and goal, and then that concludes with a Gus Edwards seven-yard touchdown to bring finally give the Ravens a lead in this game, thirteen to ten, with only a couple minutes left in the half. So Browns are in a two-minute drill. It's third and two. Peters is then called for defensive pass interference, which I didn't think was a good call, but it is what it is. Ends up bailing out Cleveland, 
So they get a new set of downs. And then Houston goes on a sack rampage. Houston sacks one first and second down of that drive. And the second sack was a forced fumble, but Cleveland recovered it. So Cleveland punts. Baltimore gets the ball. They take a knee. It's 13-0 at the half. At this point, you pretty much know it's going to be an ugly game. Um, it was supposed to rain this game. It didn't, but both teams were focused on running the ball. Uh, at this point in the game, we'll, well, we'll get to it when we get to it, but Lamar looks bad. The Ravens offense looks bad. They really put together one good drive, fortunately, to get us in the end zone. They had to settle for field goals, the other two red zone trips, and that's where we're at. So going to the quarter three, Baltimore gets the, um, gets the ball at the half. So boom, we can go ahead and get up to a possibly a two score uh, game here, but instead the Ravens go. Ravens get sacked on two plays in a row. In a row, I think they end up being on a third and twenty nine, and having the punt. So awesome! Get the ball at half, got some momentum going, and we go minus nineteen on the drive. So shout out, guys! That's that's a great fucking job. And Jordan Stout has another stellar punt for sixty two yards. So shout to him again in a more serious, positive way. Shout to Jordan Stout. He's balling out this year. He's doing a good job. So Baltimore gets a sack on first down. And then Clayus Campbell comes in and is able to force a fumble, which Oway recovered. And then ball uh, Baltimore has the ball on Cleveland's 25. It's third and seven. And uh, Lamar throws the ball to the end zone to Mark Andrews. They end up calling it a defensive holding, which then bails Baltimore out for a first down. Lamar runs twice. To then get a first down, it's first and goal, and then second and goal, and then third and goal, and they come up short. Fourth and goal on the one-yard line. We bring in the heavy package, and who else better than Gus Edwards to poke one in? And he does from the one-yard line to make this game 20-10. to So here we go again. Browns drive up the field, partially from a long defensive pass interference call. That's where they got a majority of the yards on this drive. They get a third and two on a red zone option shuttle. This is actually a really nice play. So Brissett, and I don't know if it was Hunt or Chubb, but uh, he's in a shotgun, and they do a little read option. And it looks like he uh, Brissett reads it and keeps the ball. So it looks like he's potentially going to run with it. And then from the backside, uh, Dave Njuku kind of comes underneath the line, and then they do the read option. Jacoby uh, Brissett keeps it, pauses for a second, the defense is kind of froze, and then he ends up doing a little shuttle pass that the Ravens like to do as well. But it was a nice little read option into a shuttle pass. Um, I was actually a big fan of that play. That was nice. And where was I? Okay, and then so then they get down to a third and six. Uh, Baltimore's defense ends up being able to hold them, and they go... A uh, Cleveland gets a 37-yard field goal to make the score 20 to 13 Baltimore. Uh, beautiful screen to Ricard for first down on that next possession. Ravens are notorious for not being able to be very successful screen passes. They finally get one, and then James Prochet just completely lack of discipline. He gets pushed. He swings. Both players, both him and whoever the guy on Cleveland was, start swinging at each other. They call the unsportsmanlike conduct on Prochet. So after a nice. 12, 13-yard screenplay, we get pushed back after the play another uh, 15 yards. That ends the third quarter, so here we go. Fourth quarter, Ravens up 20 to 10. Does this sound familiar to you guys? And I 
start sweating at this moment and hoping for the best. If we lose, it's okay because at this point in the season, I just have very low expectations for this team. So if they blow it, you know what, they blow it. If we win, awesome. Something we're not used to at this point. So we stop them on third and one. Uh, f- so they stop us on a third and one on that next possession. Now we bring in Andrews. He motions in and goes under center. And this is a fourth and one, mind you. And he does a little hard height. And we don't snap it. So then, in my opinion, what I guess the Browns were thinking too is I figured, hey, they're just trying to call him off sides. We're going to end up punting this ball or kicking it or whatever. And and then they um, end up snapping it after that. So he sits there, he does a hard count, hut, nothing. They kind of pause for a second, they do a quick hut. Andrews grabs the ball um, under center and does a halfback toss pitch to the left side to Lamar. So Lamar catches a halfback toss, runs it in for the first down. Awesome, cool play there. Uh, that was one of the rare times we kind of see Greg Roman reach into that bag and pulling out something fancy. Uh, so then we go down. Tucker ends up hitting a 55-yard field goal to make the game 23-13. Now this was a big, uh, this was a big play, and we take him for granted so often. But if if you guys paid attention to some of his other field goal kicks, they were kind of sketchy. I don't know if there wasn't a clean hold on two of them, but one of the extra points. Really was like a low swooping extra point, and then one of the other field goals previously was the same way. It had this like, typically Justin Tucker doesn't have much of a draw or fade on his kicks. They're just pretty much straight lines to the center of the goalpost. I'm just saying some of the other kicks didn't look very clean, like whether it was an exchange or just think it could contact off of it. And then from 55, he just puts it right through the middle, no doubt about it. Ravens are up 23 to 13. Next next, um, next possession for the Browns, they essentially run the ball for 75 yards right in our face and go up and score on a Kareem Hunt run. At this point in the game, they're doing, any, they're doing pretty much whatever they want to in the run game to our defense. Chubb is getting 11 yards, 10 yards, 7 yards, and it's not like he's just not being touched. People are just bouncing off of him. Nick Chubb is so impressive. And it's a, I think it's a combination of not only him being, you know, the, the athlete that he is, but it's also, it's fourth quarter. These guys have been tackling him all game. Things are starting to hurt. People are fatigued. Maybe some are, it's a little head game. Like, man, I've been tackling this guy for an hour now. Like, man, can this just end already? And for whatever reason, um, we just couldn't bring him, we couldn't tackle him at all or even come close to it this whole drive. So they go up. It is now 23 to 20 Baltimore. And this is where on Twitter everybody starts kind of saying, and here we go. The Ravens are gonna lose this game. Nothing new. Groundhog Day. And I'm not saying I disagreed with them. I just kind of stayed quiet and tried to keep my nerves and my anger to a minimum. Because I mean, at unfortunately at this point, it is something we've come accustomed to. To them blowing that. And if it happens, it happens. I just, I just wasn't super. Uh, I was on the fence. I was, I was, I was hopeful that they'd win it, but I also was like, oh yeah, they're definitely losing this game. 
But anyway, third and one, Andrews gets the ball. Uh, Ravens get into a third and one on this next drive, and Andrews gets the ball on first down, uh, on fourth down, gets a first down on a handoff. So once again, Andrews not getting any catches this game, but being involved pretty heavily in crucial third and fourth down moments in other ways. So they motion him into the backfield. Lamar is, I believe, in the shotgun. They motion him to uh, come into the backfield as a right back, and Lamar hands it off to him, and he just gets a full head of steam and crushes in to get a couple yards on that third and one play. So we're now on the Cleveland 35. It's a third. It's another third and two. And at this point, we're getting we're doing really well. Gus Edwards is running the most, getting most of the carries, and he's getting five yards a piece pretty much at this point in the game. Three yards and five yards, and we're on a third and one, and then we're on a third and two. And that's kind of the that's kind of the trend we're seeing with this drive. So we get to a third and two on Cleveland thirty five. Lamar converts with a run, and we're getting closer and closer. We're now in the red zone. We're about to be in the red zone, and. Justice Hill gets the ball, cuts back across the field, finds a gap, makes a nice play, and then gets the ball poked out, and Cleveland recovers with 3 minutes and 12 seconds left. In that possession, Cleveland gets to a 3rd and 5, and then they end up scoring, or not scoring, but completing a 35-yard pass. Ball is now on the Baltimore 41. They get into a 3rd and 2, Cooper Cup, not Cooper Cup, Amari Cooper, Catches a deep ball for a touchdown that ends up getting called back for an offensive pass interference on Marcus Peters. He called it right away, and it was a good call. It looked like he didn't really have to push off. It was a perfectly thrown ball, and they would have scored on that regardless because he did have Peters beat. But hey, Ravens finally had him go their way for once. Third and 12, nothing happens there. So then they go to a 56-yard field goal to tie the game, and Cleveland is called for a false start. It moves them back to now a 61-yard field goal, and during uh, it, watching this kick live, it seemed like he just shanked it. But then they, the announcers end up um, replaying it, and Malik Harrison end up getting a finger or a hand on it and blocking that field goal. So then Baltimore gets the ball at midfield with a minute 59 seconds, and here's where I'm going to get really pissed off because Cleveland doesn't have any timeouts left. So all we need to do is just get one first down. This game's over. What do they do? They do uh, Kenyon Drakeson. He runs the ball. He gets stuffed behind the line. Next play is just a Lamar in the shotgun. Catch the ball and run out to the left for a sweep. Gets nothing on that play. And then they come back to Kenyon Drake, who I think loses yards on the third play. So it's, it's like a third and 11 at midfield. And you didn't even advance the ball. And now Cleveland's getting the ball back with like 25 seconds left. I know it's only 25 seconds, but come on. You guys have been known for blowing leads. You won't even have the opportunity to blow the lead if you just get a first down. And it looked like there was no effort in these play calls. It, there was no effort. They were like, oh, let's just get this game over with. The Ravens are playing to not lose instead of playing to win. I think this whole can't close a game, can't finish, blowing fourth quarter leads is 100% in their heads. I think I think I think this whole thing is just like living rent free in the Ravens coaching staff's heads. Players too, but coaching staff as well. Because I just I think they're too worried about, oh no, we can't have another blown fourth quarter lead. Let's just 
run time off the clock and leave little time for them to do anything. Well, guess what? What happens if they get a deep pass ball or there's a defensive pass interference that gives them up the field and then they get a field goal or worse, we go into overtime, we lose. It's the same conversation. How about we just close the game? Sure, we technically close the game, but let's actually close the game and not leave it up to the opposing team not being able to convert or not being able to successfully have a game-winning drive or a game-tying drive. It's so frustrating. Like, just draw up some stuff that's going to give us a chance to get a first down. Like, the three play calls in a row were terrible. You could tell they're just trying to get clock off, get time off the clock. <sighs> but, yeah, that's, that's the quick um, play-by-play for this game. I... My overall reaction, I think the biggest thing in this game was I think the defense played a pretty good game. They had some really poor tackling issues, uh, mostly in the fourth quarter. I think most of the game they did fairly well. I mean, when you play Nick Chubb, he's going to break tackles. I think he breaks the most, or in the past couple seasons, he's either leading the league or close to leading the league in um, yards after contact. So I think that's just something that, you know, you, you just kind of got to bear with when you're playing a team like this that runs the ball well and has a explosive and strong running back like the Browns do. And I also think the defense did a fairly well job getting pressure on the quarterback. I mean, they ended up having, what, four sacks? Let me see. Uh, they had one, two, three. So they had four sacks. They probably had a decent amount of QB pressures. They they could have had six or seven sacks. They they missed a handful. And if you're not able to bring Jacoby, we've seen this time and time again this season that they get their hands on a guy or they wrap a guy up and somehow the guy escapes and they don't complete the sack. And Jacoby had a couple big plays today where he should have been sacked and for whatever reason wasn't. And either completing a pass or end up running for positive yards when it would have been a third and 17, and now it's a second and eight, or third and eight type of deal. But, you know, you got to give and you got to take. I think the defense did a fairly well job today. The offense is definitely what's holding this team back. I, I would 100% say that. I mean, if you hold a team to 20 points in today's NFL, you're doing pretty well, and the Ravens should have a much better offense. The Ravens were stunned by what the Browns were doing them doing to them today. The Browns were rushing three at times and but mostly four with some blitz packages but mostly just dropping guys back in the dime coverages and just accepting that maybe mark andrews catches stuff across the middle for short routes maybe Duve gets some short routes but they're not getting beat on intermediate or deep route deep balls and that's pretty much ha- what happened today we only had the deep ball to duvernay which was 31 yards and that was definitely our longest completion of the day. Our longest probably, yeah, that was the longest offensive play of the day as well. And that was in our first possession of the game. So I think my point is, if we're gonna if we're gonna be successful this year, the defense is getting better. They're they're definitely getting better, and we can see the last three weeks, holding teams to twenty points is not bad. That is not bad in today's NFL, and our our offense should be able to score more than 20 points and we're barely doing that 23 points and barely winning this game so for an offense that started out really hot this year i mean lamar's looked bad lamar has looked bad guys and i'm just going to 
keep it a buck with y'all, man. He, I, I don't know what's going on with him right now. He's, his reads are slow. I think a lot of the times he gets sacked is not because of the O-line, but it's because of him. Uh, taking too much time on if guys aren't getting open or if he's not making reads quick enough or he's unsure or second-guessing reads. But he doesn't look comfortable in pass sets. And on top of that, he's not escaping the pocket or running when he doesn't see anything happening. So he's taking sacks at an alarming rate. I mean, how many times did they sack him today? They had one, two, th- only three sacks, but they were all in the first half, I believe, which was pretty tough. You know, it's pretty tough to manage when you're trying to get some points and you just continue to get sacked. I mean, he got sacked on twice in one, got sacked on first down and th- third down on, I think, our last possession or second to last possession of the first half. But overall, it's a win. It wasn't pretty, but. We are now sole leaders in the AFC North. With us, we're two and zero in the division, at four and three. Cincinnati won today to put them at four and three. However, they're zero and two in the division. So next week we got to root for the Browns to beat the Bengals and put them at zero and three in the division. Hopefully, and then of course we'll root for Miami this week and uh, tonight for Sunday Night Football. To beat the Steelers, so they can continue to add to that, uh, add an L to their record. But I, we got we got the we got the Bucks coming into town. No, we go to, I believe we go to. Hmm, I think we go to Tampa Thursday night. I know we're playing Tampa, but what I mean is I think we go to Tampa Thursday night. Regardless, it's a quick turnaround. This team doesn't typically do well on Thursday nights. Last year it was the uh, really shitty loss to the Dolphins that we should have never lost. And this team, I think, lacks their game planning. is pretty bad, in my opinion. I don't know what it is if players aren't retaining information, but I don't. Th- this team isn't very impressive as far as like their schemes. They seem unsure a lot of times on defense. Their offense makes a lot of mental mistakes. So hopefully... They can get it. They can get a decent game plan for the Buccaneers this coming week and retain it and execute it on Thursday night. So I will try and do a Thursday night football preview and have it out either Tuesday night or or have it Tuesday morning or Wednesday morning or we'll see. We'll see. But either way, I'll have one out for you guys this week and then we'll have a nice kind of Long break until the next Ravens game. But either way, um, I'm going to sign off today, guys. Uh, hey, remember, a win's a win. At the end of the day, as poor as this team looks and as shitty as this team looks right now, we are on top of the AFC North. So if we just keep winning division games and winning some other games too, we we got a good chance at making playoffs, and you never know. This team's been known to get hot in the playoffs in the past. Maybe we can do it again this year. Maybe we get some guys back. We get a full, healthy team in December. And just start rolling it into January and hopefully into February. But that's just me being optimistic. But hey, thanks for checking in this, uh, checking in for this episode, guys. I will get back on my grind and start getting some the previews and recaps out for you guys each week. But as always, please uh, share this with any friends you got. Um, Ravens fans, we got, you know, you can like, you can comment, you can review the podcast. Keep sharing it. I appreciate all the feedback I'm getting. And... 
I will try and figure out some of my technological things as far as getting guests on here. I might have to Zoom um, or maybe have some guys here in studio at the Casa and because I do have two mics. So anyway, we'll see. Anyway, thanks for checking it out, guys. Ravens Nation, Ravens Flock, we got another win. Let's keep this thing going. Stay positive. Let's uh, let's enjoy this win because <laughs> we may not get a lot this season. So enjoy the wins when they're there. Enjoy the highs and try not to bury yourself in the lows. Anyway, this is your boy Kyle signing out. See you guys later on this week. Peace.